And that's one thing that I, I want to make an effort to do this year as well. Uh, similar to you, I kind of found myself dropping off from attending as many live shows as I would have liked and spending more time, whether it was at home working on bits and pieces, the book, things like that, or uh, attending various music conferences, which totally grateful for and happy to be a part of and always participate in any music conference where I feel that I can make a good solid contribution. But yeah, being able to get out and see those live shows. I mean, I love live music. I just, yes, me too. You, you can't beat that experience. Yeah. I love festivals. Two years ago, I did 19 festivals in one year, which was incredible fun. Wow. And then, and then, no, that was three years ago. The year before that, I did 15, I did 15 then I did 19. Then last year I probably only did like, six or seven so it's quite a drop off that's it it's funny you know you know because people perception is reality online people assume that i live online and the reality is yes i'm online right now i'm live with you we're doing this after this it will be cut up into the podcast which will come out later this week uh, and then there'll be videos that will go on my socials and they'll be spread out but it's all from one straight recording and we may go for one hour today and I've got content for at least a week. How many podcasts do you do a week? Uh, at the moment, it's about four a week. I've just okay. been, I, I've just been going for it. I, I realized that you find that helps with the algorithm. Been great and been valuable. And I may as well do them now while I've got the time, because I know that later this year, once conference season kicks in, it's going to be a little bit harder to find that time to just lock myself away. Do you find that helps with the algorithm? You know what? I honestly... Or is it just a time thing? I mean, music, I could talk to that all day, but podcasts, it's, it's interesting. So Spotify, my podcast is on Spotify as well. And Spotify, if you distribute with Anchor, they let you add up to five keywords per episode. And what I found is if those keywords are similar to things that people are searching for, then you get a lot of hits on that podcast episode as well. So to give you an example, Simon Field is a very popular independent curator and, and artist as well, of course. And I had him on the podcast and I put it online and, of, of course, I included Simon Fielder's keyword, Ibiza house playlist, which he curates. I put the playlist name in the keywords as well. And so people that were searching for his playlist were also finding the podcast episode where I speak with Simon and he talks about how to submit music to his playlist. <laughs> That's cool. So we started to get a large number of hits on that. My biggest episode as far as a really quick spike in listens was well over a year ago, maybe longer. It was when Ministry of Sound removed all of their playlists from Spotify and made them exclusive to Apple Music. <laughs> Hilariously and unintentionally, what happened was the title of that episode was Ministry of Sound Playlists Now Exclusive to Apple Music. And it just went, the listens went crazy because I guess everyone was looking for them. They were gone. And the only search result was my podcast yeah, telling everyone where they went. That's cool. And, and so I realized keywords must be important uh, in podcasts as well. And I've obviously, I'm still new to the podcast game. I'm no, I'm no podcast expert by any means. That's interesting. I didn't know you could do that on Anchor. I'm going to search that because I don't put tags with my podcast. So I need to work out how to do that. 
Yeah, definitely. And I mean, not just those keywords. Yes, you can add those keywords for Spotify, but having them in the description and having them in the title as well. Mm. I mean, your name on this episode of the podcast, it goes right up there in the title. So people that are searching for you, obviously they'll get the data transmission and they'll get your other podcasts and anything else that you've ever been on as well. The other thing with Spotify is you can do playlists of podcast episodes. So I've made a playlist where... Oh, yeah, you showed me this before. Exactly, yeah, I I added the one that we did. So anytime there's a podcast episode, it doesn't matter whose podcast it is. If I hear an episode and I I feel that that information is valuable, uh, then I'll drag it into that playlist and then anyone that's following can go listen and hopefully discover some new podcasts and learn something new. That's great. Yeah, I, yeah, you can do that via the, the iOS, can't you? I haven't done it. I don't know if it's on the full desktop yet. Yeah, that's it. Graham, I've just put a question up on the screen uh, oh, from Druva, who always seems to be tuning in. And I know amazing, Druva. I know we haven't spoken on on the phone before, so if I am saying your name incorrectly, I do apologise. Uh, and please let me know. But Druva is tuned in from India. And has a question for you if you have any tips, Graham, <laughs> on live online radio. Well, I listen to a lot of online radio. I really like the features of online radio and I really like the engagement. I really like using, like Twitter is great for, for obviously for, for radio. You hear all the really big radio, like the big Radio 1 shows always, it's always like tweet me to get involved, tweet me to get involved with this. So trying to interact with your audience as much as possible. I think is always the best thing. Whenever you're live, trying to interact with your audience is always the best thing, obviously. And that just applies to radio. Otherwise, radio, I'm not the best with radio. I, I like radio and we have the station, but Sasha really is the person that, for me that runs the station for us and has the best tips for that. But yeah, for me, it's always about just interacting and finding ways to interact and being speak, like obviously not just having not just having a mixed show, just having actually having a show where you interact with your audience. And finding ways to interact with your audience, but also, also the other thing is having interviews on your show because then you're bringing other people's social audiences into your into your sphere, basically, and you you will add to your numbers by that by bringing their audiences in. Yeah, couldn't agree more. The reason that radio would always capture people's attention is because of that live feeling to it, the interaction, the the feeling that there's a person somewhere sitting in a studio right now talking to me. Uh, I mean, we could argue that it's not always live, but that's not the point. It feels that it is live and you feel that you can interact. And like you said, Graham, when you have an interview, you are bringing that person's audience to your show as well because they will be going there to listen to that interview and then hopefully they will stick around. Yes. Have you ever experimented with a app or any anything like station head for example no what's that okay i haven't i haven't played with it recently but station head lets you basically you download the app you have a button where you can go live and you can talk at any time and you can load in playlists and individual tracks from spotify or apple music oh that's and cool yeah so what happens is people log in with their own account so apple music is obviously paid only spotify log in with your premium mm. and then what happens is the songs are playing on the station but it's actually counting as a stream for everyone that's tuned into that station <laughs> that's cool so 500 people are tuned into your station 
at one time, that's 500 listens on that song. And, and then, of course, it's showing in their library and they can go ahead and like that. They can follow the artist and things like that. And you can come in live at any time and talk and really bring cool. people on as well. So there's a lot of apps out there that allow you to do this now, literally just go live, host your own radio show and do it when you want on your time. That's cool. I like that idea. Yeah. And That's cool. I think Druver actually posted another question. Radio versus streaming. Is radio still relevant? Yes, yes. What are the future? If no, what is most? I definitely think radio is still, like obviously we have a radio station. We have 150 shows doing, doing, doing either DJs or labels or promoters doing shows. Each one of those delivers their own show. I think there, it's definitely still has a, place people still love radio obviously radio for us in the uk radio one is the is is huge beats radio is huge we have a whole lot of different channels that obviously yeah other other radio stations in the uk that are good i i love it i love i like it's the good thing about radio is is you have the conversation you have the interviews you have features you have you know it's not just music if you want to go on stream spotify there you go it's there there's some great playlists state transmission has a great playlist and there are some other great playlists on there but if you like, if you're, you know, if you want the features and you want interviews, then it's always radio. But uh, at the same time, it's the on-demand radio as well. Is now as much as live is cool. Also, you've got on-demand on-demand stuff, which which is essentially podcasts. That's what podcasts are: is on-demand radio shows. Perfect. Yeah, and and you've done exactly that, of course. Uh, you you're not new to that with the podcasts. You've had them exactly as you said. It's a mix of music, talking, interviews. And it is a radio show that people can listen to on their own time. And there's yeah. no reason why you can't do both as well. You can go yeah, live and then also convert it into a podcast after. Live radio is still so powerful. Like yeah. if you look at if you look at the artists that people like Annie Mac break every day of the week and you know, Pete Tong have broken for years. Danny Howard, you know, he's true, truly championed some amazing artists across electronic music now on Radio One. And they're just, that's just a, the tiny little handful of people that are doing great shows across, for us, one of the biggest platforms in the, in the world, you know? Absolutely. So I'm uh, just tossing up a, a few more comments here as well. Uh, oh. Willie Rosado has been very active in the comments today. Appreciate you, Willie. Loz Ball, yo. Hey, Loz. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's the Graham Farmer fan club here in the comments. I'm loving Hi, this. Charles. How are you? You got you got your own entourage right now. They're just they're, they're taking over, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is super cool. So, what are you looking forward to next? What would you like to see happening in 2020 as far as new developments? And I mean, we can we can get into the tech side if you want, or we can get into you know the distribution side. Really. What would you like to see? And uh, just to throw some ideas out there as talking points, obviously voice is really getting bigger and bigger this year. Uh, what we've seen is a lot of people now have these smart speakers in their homes and I, I'm not going to say their names or they'll all start going off right now. But yeah. My you know, we, we're getting to the point where not only that, but we have assistance in our headphones so that when you're out walking, you don't even have to look down at your phone to request a playlist or listen to an artist, you know, wh where do you see it going from here? Um, we could talk about perhaps how do you consume music right now? Are you still old school? Like uh, you know exactly what you're looking for or do you just go to a playlist uh, and sort of hit the shuffle button and try and discover something new? 
Do you know what? I there's some definitely think like I think the voice thing is really cool. I've had my that person in the corner beginning with an A for a while from Amazon. We have our own we have our own skill on there for data transmission that reads the news. So you can actually you can you can get the data transmission in your flash briefing every morning if you can add the data transmission skill. I think I think the TikTok thing in, in electronic music is still yet to bite. And I think trying to work out how to make that into the you know into the underground scene and how to break records on that on that platform will happen this year quite a lot. I think that the reach on there is ridiculous. Uh, I've I've been throwing lots of content at it from a data transmission point of view, seeing which sticks and what what delivers numbers. And uh, nothing's delivered the massive numbers at the moment, but I don't think I'm far off of finding something that will. And I'm assuming that some of when the when the big labels realise that, that there's so much reach and there's so much that you can turn you know can you can release so much music on there and, and break so much music on there that they they'll jump onto it with a with a heavy hand. I think the voice thing. I think probably is more next year maybe or towards the end of the year i think that there needs to be more units sold um but yeah i agree the spill we are like our our radio comes through our speaker uh in the kitchen very cool uh, yeah. but, uh, but like things like basic stuff like you know this constant artist fee rising that's that's a that's a major problem it's affecting quite a lot of people and it's it's affecting quite a lot of industry that people are you know that that's going to have a breaking point at some point where where artist fees can't go, just keep continuously going up, and promoters continuously paying stupid fees, where they, you know, and they're not making any money to put shows on, and because the break even is just ridiculous, that's going to break soon, and there'll be a completely different method of booking artists or, or choosing which artists go to which clubs, you know. Yeah, definitely. And you know, when do you think that the fees actually started getting to these crazy levels? What, what do you think caused that to happen? There's just it's just they've just been continuously rising. I think people are booking artists on num on social numbers instead of ability, maybe. And I think obviously you can fake a lot of social numbers. You can you can push your social number. You can have social proof, which obviously is a big thing. You can. I think people maybe on engagement is actually a better better way to do it. I think yeah, that they're just they it's just it's getting out of hand, and it's affecting quite a lot of the other parts of the industry, which is which is sad. Do you feel that maybe it's how some of these artists are also becoming influencers in a way, whether it's intentional or not? You know, these artists that have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, post hilarious videos, maybe have a little bit of music out, but are now traveling the world and charging these high fees because of the fact that people are banking on them, telling their following, hey, you got to come help sell out this show, you've got to buy tickets, you've got to come along and support it. Do you, do you think that they're sort of hoping to see a good ROI when they actually invest that money in that artist uh, that they will at least break even, if if not ideally make a profit on that event? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's the whole, the whole point of promoting, you, you, you know, to make money and to put shows on and make money. But if they're not doing it, then a lot of people won't and a lot of people won't book these bigger like a lot of the bigger artists won't get booked because it just it just won't be enough money in it as far as being influencers i you know the i dj's have always been influencers they've been influenced before they were before the word influencer was a was a thing you know the the stories of frankie knuckles uh when the warehouse started and he he would play the records and the next day everyone will be buying them in the record shop that's 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 him being an influencer you know and that's the the, the whole you know that's that's how records have originally been sold and you know, will always be sold, you know? Yeah, that's it. And 
you know, the art of selling records is not dead by any means. Uh, you know, everyone's talking about streaming and, you know, digital. Everyone said that digital downloads were going to kill physical sales and then streaming was going to kill digital sales. But I'm still seeing people out there and I'll admit I've done this as well. If I hear an album and I fall in love with that album, yeah, I'm streaming it all day, but I will go out and I will buy it on vinyl. I don't even have a record player <laughs> in my house anymore. And I will just have it because I want to own that. I want to be able to say, I own that music. I own this. Right now it's a piece of art. When I get a record player again, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to listen. But right now that artist has, I've purchased it on vinyl mm. and I've streamed it 100 times because I love it so much. I've streamed it 100 times in the last year. So I feel like physical isn't dead. I mean, as far as CDs, yes, it's they're probably not as popular anymore now, but there's still a lot of people out there that are happy to spend money if you have something that you can offer that is unique to that physical release as well. So vinyl is just friggin' cool as well in general. Yeah, yeah I've just got but, my Technics back. I've just, I, I've had my, my Technics have been knackered for a well, while. They're just, the, the needles have been broken for a while and I bought new needles just before Christmas. And one of the things I did over Christmas was play on my decks a lot and DJ a lot with my old vinyl, which is really good fun. And I definitely, I agree. Like so many people are buying vinyl now. The vinyl sales are up. This uh, last year, I saw a report, which is which is amazing. So a lot of labels are vinyl only labels, which is great. And a lot of you can get a lot of music that's just nowhere else but vinyl, which is lovely. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen some pretty good uh, some pretty good ideas for. So I wish I could remember the name of this band and I've mentioned this before as well. And if somebody hears this and can tell me who it was, I will gladly shout them out next time. But what they did was they had an album or no, it was an EP. They had an EP and they got some vinyl pressed and they also had some CDs done as well, of course. And at their live show, they said, Hey everyone, you know, our new album is out, but we've got a copy of it over here on vinyl that has a track on it that's exclusive. The only way you can hear that track right now is on the vinyl. And they sold out immediately that night of every single copy. Obviously, (laughs) weeks later, that song went up on streaming, but nobody was mad because they had it first. They had something that was exclusive and they had a reason to buy it and they were happy to part with their money and nobody had any regrets about it. So I feel like there still are some massive opportunities for physical, but you need to give people a reason to go and make. Yeah, you got you got you got to have the right product. You got to have the right brand. You got to have the right you know, just right fan base that that's you know you got to build you got to really build your fan base and build your build real fans that really love what you're doing. You know. Yeah, that's it. And uh, less less about less about massive numbers and more about real engaged fans that just love everything you're doing. Yeah, and can't say this enough, and I'm so glad you brought that up because it's so true. You could have one million followers, but would any of them buy a ticket to your your show? Would any of yeah. them ever wear your merch? Would any of them ever even tell anyone else about you? Do you know where they are? And I always say you can ask. If you go on social media and go, where are you from? You'd be surprised how many people will comment. If they're a fan, they'll comment. They want to be loud. They they want to be heard. They want you to know where they are. Just go online and ask. Just say, hey, where are you based? Interacting. Interacting with your fan base and your audience is, is the, yeah, 
the best thing ever. Yeah. And where do you feel that most most of the artists you work with, where do you feel most of them spend their time as far as social media? Is there any one place or do you encourage them to sort of stay active on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, every, everywhere that they can? Uh, yeah, I just try and do one right and then have, have fingers in other ones, you know? Whether it's whether it's Twitter, that's your favourite, be just get that one right. Whether it's Instagram, get that one right. I was saying to someone today that make sure you put music on Instagram is, you know, there's a there's some great apps to just converting Beatport links to videos and create music on Instagram. I think, you know, if you think about how the people like Bicep became huge, they were they they created a blog and they made this amazing blog with amazing music and then people wanted to see them DJ and perform because they had this amazing blog and they were amazing DJs and that's they were people wanted to they want to hear more of their music. And you can do that on Instagram these days. You can you curate music on a daily basis. One of my artists, he literally does a track of the day and that's all his, that's all his pages, a track of the day. And his fan base has grown so much over the last four months. Like by, a, you know, he was, started, he was on a tiny amount and now it's, it's growing nicely, you know? And all he's doing is curating one track every day that he likes, one track that people might not have heard. That's awesome. You know, and most importantly, that's unique. I mean, they're, they're doing that and they're staying consistent with it and people have come to rely on it and know that one once per day, each day, there will be a new track. I may not yeah. like every track, but it's not that hard to listen to seven tracks per week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really like that. One thing I would like to see more of is artists not just posting their own music all the time, but posting other artists' music. Yeah, because, exactly. Yeah, it's um, so that, that's what he does with his track of the day. It's, it's literally other people's music because yeah. he isn't making his own music. He's not de- like he's building himself as a DJ career. He's not even started production yet. It's like what can I put on social media? Right, we'll put just create some tracks. Be a DJ on social media on Instagram and curate music. And this and that's the same as same as Spotify playlists. Spotify playlists are just old fashioned mixtapes that you curate in an order that that want make people want to listen to the whole playlist because it's amazing. Exactly. Be a DJ. Be a DJ and in, in in those and learn how to DJ on those platforms. Definitely, it's the same with radio. It's the same. It's the same with playlists. It's the same with DJ sets. There's a structure. There's an order to it. I mean, yes, when you play a live set in front of an audience, that will change based on that audience and how they react and things like that. But when you're doing a playlist or a radio show and you can't see that audience it's up to you to take them on that journey and make mm-hmm. sure that it works and it flows nicely. Uh, I always say, I always treat playlists kind of like an album. I go strong track at the start and then go kind of like this. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it's a fun journey, you know, and DJ sets are the same. I mean, shout out to Cascade, easily one of my favorite DJs and producers for that matter, of course, but the way that he structures his sets it's not just at this level the entire time. It's like I'm taking you on a journey right now. We we might start a bit harder to get you energized and get you ready, and then we're going to take it down a little bit. We're going to go deep, and we're going to go groovy, and then we're going to pick it back up again, and you're going to have a lot of fun along the way. And it keeps you guessing because you don't know exactly what direction is going to go next, but it's it's got a nice flow to it. He won't just go from banger to is it me? Is it you? And then back up again, you know, he's going to, he's yeah. going to, he's going to do that as a nice journey. So I love seeing that. And 
seeing how people program this, whether it is playlist, radio, DJ set. Yeah, I'm, I'm old, so it's I think of them as mixtapes and the old-fashioned cassette tapes and how you program cassette tapes when you're when you're younger. You know, that's that's what I used to do when I was younger. Totally. So Druva is is here with another question, and let, let me just see what we've got here. I'll read this I it, out. I think um, I think it's a statement. It, it is, isn't it? Um, so Druva has just commented: Indian underground music scene is mostly influenced by UK. Mixmag just did their first season here. India is hot right now. DGTL happening this weekend. Digital. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. A lot of great music's come out of the UK. <laughs> so it's, and, um, and the other good thing about the other good thing about that the ad, the ad the ad market is super cheap. Yes. Uh, so, build, so building a fan base in India, no brainer. Then, if the, if the, if it's if it's a hot scene and the ad market's cheap, then there should be a lot of DJs wanting to tour India right now. I would love to have one percent of the market in India, even less. Than <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah, I'd be set. Yeah, I, I know that's that's a ridiculous statement, but it's it's, cool. it's so true. I mean, if you've never done any kind of outreach, you know, if you've never even I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this incorrectly, and Druva correct me if I'm wrong. But you know, GeoSaving, if you have never paid attention to that, and I'm gonna type it in the comments here as well, so people can look this up. But GeoSaving in India, I mean, yes, Spotify is in in India as well. But GeoSaving were there first. They used to be Saving, and then they merged, and now they're GeoSaving. Mm-hmm. You can go on there. You can claim an artist profile. You can actually go in there and then you can create an artist playlist now, which is cool. But what I really like is they actually encourage collaboration to the point where you will see artists that are similar to you that you should collaborate with. And as an artist, if you're in the UK, you're in America, you're in Australia, wherever in the world you are, collaborate with an artist from India and you've got their fans, their reach, and you're also giving them your fans and your reach in return. And you may find that you start to develop an audience there sooner. That's cool. Yeah. Not just GeoSaving. I know that we brought that up as well. Actually, I'll put it on the screen here. But Angami in the Middle East as well. Angami allow you once again to go on there. And once again, I'll type this in the comments. So (laughs) So many platforms. That's cool. And I do apologize, of course, if I ever say these names incorrectly, uh, but I have nothing but good things to say. So Angami, you can go on there. And once again, they were there before Spotify, and so they have a large following. You can go on there, create your artist profile. You can actually upload music directly to them and distribute directly and get paid directly by them. What I like about Angami is that when you upload your music directly to them, you can pick which playlist you feel it would be best suited for. So you actually help them by selecting the right playlist. Obviously, it doesn't guarantee the song will be placed on an editorial playlist, but at least you've said this song is a chill-out acoustic track and it would be best suited on this playlist. And then if they listen to it and they agree, you may end up on that playlist, but it's one step closer to securing that editorial placement. So I would say go on there as well and check them out. It's uh, just because you haven't heard of them doesn't mean that they aren't massive. You know, there's so many of these platforms out there. I mean, everyone talks about Spotify and Apple Music. 
But outside of that, there's Deezer who started in France and they're in the US now. I don't know. A, a Deezer in the UK? Yep. 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 We're on Deezer and they've got big fan bases. Again, Googling the right, Googling the where they are available is, is useful for running ads for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we haven't even mentioned Amazon Music who are just... They're bubbling under the surface a little bit, I think. I, I did a podcast on this. I feel that... Yeah. Any day that they could, they could click their fingers and go, we are becoming huge now because they have the budget for sure, you know? Yep. And look, I don't have any inside knowledge. I don't have access to any information. But let's just say I have a blog post drafted, ready to publish, <laughs> called Amazon Music for Artists. Nice. So nice. <laughs> I am ready to hit that button when, nice. if... Maybe something happens. Let's let's just say that. And Deezer, I will say there are some rumors, and I hope these are true, that they have some artist tools coming this year as well. Yeah, there already is. It yeah, will be the is. year for artist tools. There already is for Deezer. I've got some. You do? Yeah, and and podcast tools for Deezer as well. They're not that great, but there are, there are some. Okay. Do you have a URL that we could post up or anything like that? Mm, yes. I think I just Googled. Hang on a second. Okay. I think if you just Google artist teaser, it comes up with some stuff. Awesome. Well, what we'll do is there's I'll definitely label. There's definitely a label. Yeah. Are you an artist or label? There's definitely a labels and artists. Yeah, there definitely is. I think I googled it and I think I found it. But there is a definitely artist for teaser. Yeah, I tried to get access before and I wasn't able to get in. But what we'll do is. Once we find this link and we find the information, we'll post it in the comments here as well so that for anyone that watches this or watches the replay, you can go in there and get set up and get access to some insights for Deezer as well. That's there's awesome. Definitely, there's definitely for podcasting as well because I get an email every week for my Deezer podcast. Awesome. That's really cool. cool. So, you know, that's a good opportunity to shout out your podcast. Let's, let's tell people where they can get more of you, more of your information, more of all of this goodness, you know, where they can find you. Firstly, let's say, where can people follow your podcast and what should they look out for? Podcast is called Boost Podcast. It's on every platform. It's on Anchor. It's on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, if you go to my Instagram at Graham Farmer, there's a link on my link tree uh, to all my podcasts. YouTube, go to Data Transmission TV, generally just datatransmission.co. For the website, uh, there's an artist development group on Facebook called the Boost DJs. So just search Boost DJs, you'll see it. And my Facebook is at Grand Farmer. But then, I, and then obviously, Data Transmission is just at Data Transmission on every channel. Awesome, very cool. And um, you know, obviously, your fan club that's been here online watching this and <laughs> in the comments as well. Okay. And, and we okay. already across that. So if you're following Graham in one place, make sure you follow him in the rest as well, yep. because. You put out different content on different channels as well. It's not like it's the same thing everywhere. No, yeah, always, always, just, always trying to mix it up and put different stuff on different places. The right stuff on the right places, you know. Smaller stuff on smaller platforms and big, longer stuff on places like YouTube. And we had a lot of fun on your podcast as well. I really enjoyed uh, being part of that. Thank you. I, I remember the recording. We went overtime. We just couldn't yeah. stop. Kind that of like fun. today. That was fun. Cool. Cool, man. Awesome. Well, Graham, thank you so much. I know your time is very valuable and I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do for all of these artists and just sharing all that information and putting it out. I do hope that the rest of the year is good to you. Thank you. I wish you happiness and stay healthy and happy and 
the rest of it all stay healthy and happy and the rest of it will kind of flow nicely along the way. Absolutely. Graham, thank you so much to everyone that's tuned in. Thank you for your comments. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye.